Hello everyone, whether it's uh, good afternoon or good evening, welcome to Man Talk. My name is Olumide, your host for today. It's always a privilege to be able to join you remotely, um, especially men everywhere in Africa, West Africa, East Africa, Southern Africa, and Northern Africa, knowing very confidently that we all face the, the same issues and the same challenges. So it's really a privilege to be able to um, be able to engage with you. Um, I must apologize that we haven't been back to back, week to week. And so we would adjust and then determine what's the best sequence of having our session. All right, so all right, so we're gonna quickly get into today's topic, and we're looking at a topic called turn, T U R N. Um, in reality, turn is an acronym, as you would probably uh, discover that we tend to use lots of acronyms that help with understanding. Uh, key concepts um, that we are we're looking at and that we're sharing and so we'll be diving into this and gaining some insights gaining some perspective about uh, what this is all about so obviously um, we'll be moving right ahead it's always great as I encourage us to take time to to check in um, I know for many organizations the Art of checking in has become um, quite critical uh, because of the demands on mental health. And so you're more healthy when you can be authentic. So when you're coming into a meeting and you have the freedom to say, I'm feeling happy or I'm feeling sad, that builds up your capacity to be authentic all through that meeting. And we're just saying that as men, one of the reasons why we struggle with habits, hurts, and hang-ups is that we don't provide any opportunity to vent in a healthy way um, the negative emotions that often build up to become habits hot to hang up. So feel free. Uh, it's one of our standard practices. We start the sessions, and it's something I encourage you as you have men's meeting, men's engagement, or even in just your day-to-day -day life with your friends that are guys or with your wife or, or someone that you can trust, someone that isn't going to be made vulnerable by you sharing your uh, current state, let's, let's thrive to build a basis of authenticity because that is a powerful key uh, to healing. So um, great to be able to just share where we are at and to basically introduce the principle for today, the principle number three, um, consciously choose to commit all our lives and will to Christ's care and control. Obviously, uh, the man talk is very based on, you know, the, the, the Christology, on the Christian and biblical worldview. And, and I think that it is a powerful worldview. It's a transformative worldview. And I would encourage everyone who might not have that worldview, maybe agnostic, atheist, or have some other religious background, I would encourage you to come with a sense of curiosity and a desire to 
evaluate the things that are shared because I believe that they would hold water. They would prove true, um, irrespective of where you are in the world or uh, your unique manly situation or even your um, you know, perspectives because they, they run true. I believe the foundations of the Christian faith are really solid and they run deep and wide. So we are looking at how we can commit all, you know, because we all as men have to come to that place as we have looked in previous sessions where we know we are not dependent in ourselves and we are utterly powerless. And so we really need to uh, leverage on, on the, 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 the higher power, you know, and in, in our faith, Christian faith, the higher power is, is, is Christ, is the spirit of God. And so there is that sense that we must come to a point where we commit all, um, where we lead all. And, you know, all is progressive because I only know um, as, uh, as far as I know about Olu right now, there are circumstances of life that I haven't faced. And I can't really tell you categorically how I would act. I, I think I know how I would act. I could, you know, project how I would act. But in reality... I have to, day by day, moment by moment, trust as there are new encounters in my life, as there are new situations in my life. Some of them are nothing like I've ever experienced. I need to have this mindset of an ongoing surrender to God and say, Lord, I have never handled this one, but I surrender to you and I follow your lead. I follow your, you know, your, um, you know, your, your leadership. So surrender is, is very much defined. It's definitely uh, something we do in the moment, but it's something we do progressively as we encounter new experiences of life as a man. You know, um, you know think of that, the, the Bible character, King David. I mean, he may have been able to commit himself to God facing Goliath, but he'd never experienced a father-in-law angry with him. You know, he, he'd never experienced a, a wife, you know, disrespecting him. And there were... So many situations of life that he had never experienced. He had never experienced before then, you know, the experience of committing adultery, you know, or having his own son betray him. So these were new experiences, um, some good, even though I've tabled the law of the bad, that he had to learn how to commit to God, you know, because God knows beginning from the end. He's all wise and he has solutions in every situation, good or bad, as the case might be. We also need to learn to commit to Christ's care and control. I know there's a lot of emphasis on the control of Christ. And I think for men, men are people that like to be in control. And so even though we do agree that we are surrendering to the control of God, there is a perspective of that surrender that often isn't taught, is that God cares for you and Jesus cares for you. And he demonstrated this while he was on earth, caring for the 12 men, fully grown men, yet caring for them, caring for multitudes of people, people that were not directly connected to him. He showed his care. How much more when we have a connection and a relationship with the Almighty God through his son, Jesus Christ. So as men, we can trust that he will care for us lovingly and wisely because he knows our constituency. He knows our soul. He knows our experiences. He knows where we hurt. He knows the cracks and the fault lines that even we don't know. And he knows how to care for us. He knows how to proactively help us. And even when you think of his control, 
think of his control in terms of his wisdom. So if you are in an aeroplane and for any reason the pilot has a heart attack, the person you want to take over is someone who can fly a plane. Not a doctor as good as that person might be or a nurse. And so you want to ensure that the person as a man you're committing your life to is someone who has the knowledge. And I can assure you from experience that Christ has the knowledge. The scriptures are an unfolding of his wisdom about different aspects of life. And you don't need to know everything in the scriptures. Once you have Christ, you have his spirit who comes into you and empowers you to know and to do whatever is required in each situation as a man. One of the scriptures we're looking at is happy are the meek. Many don't associate happiness with God, but God is a God of joy, which is that sound and healthy and lovely experience even when things are not going well. But he's also this amazing person who schemes in a good way, who uh, architects, who is an architect of great experiences. And every day he's waiting for you to open another gift, another experience that will just blow your mind with joy. So he's the God of happiness as well as the God of joy. And he wants to orchestrate, he wants to bring us out of that doldrum of sadness and sorrow. A lot of us are so bent over with heaviness and sorrow, sorrow about life and sorrow about our mistakes. We really need to commit our lives to him because he says, right, thanks for committing your life's him tomorrow is an adventure and it's full of joy. It's full of happiness. And yes, there may be some risk. Yes, there may be some trials. But there is joy. There is happiness. There's always the compensation of lovely, glorious experiences somewhere along the road. Because he's the God of happiness. And he wants us happy. He wants us to have happy experiences. He wants good things to happen to us. So happy are the meek. It's hard to be meek in the dog-eat-dog kind of world we live in. Because depending on the culture you live in, if you're meek, you get trampled on, you get you know, abused, you get disrespected. But when your trust is in Christ, when you know you have a relationship with the, the creator of heaven and earth, and he isn't just your creator, but he's your God, he's your father, that you can afford to navigate life gently. You can't afford to recognize that I don't have to put the full weight in every situation, in every conflict, in every negative circumstance. Because one, I don't know enough. But more than that, I have the muscles of the Almighty God. I have, you know, His, His weaponry to support me. And so you can go through life gently. The scripture speaks about Moses, another man who was uh, given the great responsibility to lead millions of people in the greatest migration that ever happened from Egypt, the physical Egypt, to the physical Israel. And he had all kinds of people, difficult people. And yet the scriptures, history testifies of him. He was the meekest of all men. How could he be meek? Because he knew he had God watching his back. And so even in conflict situations, in trials, in trouble situations, he could stay gentle. He could stay mild. Because he knew God was going to sort things out. And all he had to do was listen and follow and obey. How does that verse struck you? I've shared what that means to me. What it means to be happy or blessed are the me. 
And I would really encourage you to think about what does that really mean for you? Where you are in your journey right now. Step three as men in this journey together is the fact that we made a decision to turn our lives and our will over to the care of God. The scripture reads, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. I like that word living because it kind of denotes active. So surrendering your life to God doesn't make you this monk that becomes passive. And this is not to say there are not those called to be monks, but those who understood this concept, those like uh, the monk Francis of Assisi, though a monk, he was perhaps one of the most active people, one of the men that contributed to life and welfare and society. And yet he was a monk because he knew that even though he is surrendering, he is not being called into a cave. He's called to participate fully in life. Get involved with career. Get back into family. In fact, as men, many of us have run into caves because we have seen the, the, the challenges of life. We have seen the realities of the consequence of our action. And in our usual mode, we have escaped. Escaped into habits, escaped into hurts, escaped into hang-ups. And God is saying, come out of your cave. Because I am watching your back and we are going to press back into life. We're going to leave everything that we have left behind. We're going to go back into the education and get that degree. We're going to go back and get our marriage restored. We're going to get back into church and begin to engage with men. Get back into ministry. Get back into career. That's the call of God upon men. We've been running away for too long. We've been hiding in caves for too long. But God is calling us out to be alive, to be active, but to live out an active life with certain principles, a principle of sacrifice, a principle of being willing to lay down any desire, any thought, any imagination that goes against the best ideals that God through his spirit or his word may present to us. It's a call to live an obedient life to a higher life. Many speak about holiness, and yes, we could describe it in many ways, but many times we're only scratching. Because what holiness really is, is obedience. Holiness is not a word that is necessary, uh, dedicated only to the Christian faith. Holy is holy, de dedicated, set apart. It can be used in any sphere. It can be used in career, or it can be used in the workplace. It might not always be used that way, but it means to be dedicated, submitted. When you have an understanding of what God wants for you and you obey, you are holy. And I think it's what going to a bit of theology. So there is a vast difference in being holy, which means to be obedient and being righteous. We are righteous not by our obedience. We are righteous because we have received the right sacrifice of Jesus and we have embraced the spirit of righteousness. And by that transaction within us, we have the potential to be holy. So our holiness fluctuates based on our behavior. Our righteousness shouldn't. Yes, we fall. Yes, we might get into unholiness. But we ought to take advantage of God's mercy by repenting and ensure that we sustain 
that state of righteousness, which is without works, which is basically depending on what Christ has done. We depend by faith. And when we feel, we depend by repentance. And that way we sustain that place of righteousness. But we need not just live out of righteousness as men, but we need to begin to press in to be obedient to whatever the Lord requires of us. We need to seek what is pleasing to God and seek to leave that out. Remember, we do all this in view of the mercy of God who has drawn us out of the craziness that we have often dedicated ourselves to, who patiently sought us and warned us and winned us and has set us on this journey of healing and wholeness. So we recognize he is dedicated to us. He was dedicated to us even when we were not, you know, considering his offer. And now that we are his, he's not about to give up on us. So we can pursue a holy, pleasing, and a life that sacrifices to higher ideals on the basis of the mercy and the commitment of God towards us. And this is the true act of worship. It's great as men to lift our hands and to sing. And, 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 and often we prepare so much for those performances. Performances that could be relevant if they're backed up by the true spiritual sacrifice of a dedication to living an obedient and pleasing life to God. So how do we turn? To turn is an acronym, and that means, first of all, we learn to trust. We deciding to turn our lives and our wills to God requires trust. Trust is putting the faith we found in earlier principles to work. Romans 10, 9 says, If you declare with your lips, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The, the easy part is saying that Jesus is Lord. The mystical part is believing. And often, I would dare to challenge men to pray. Pray for your heart that God will give you a believing heart. A heart that truly believes that what God did for Jesus, he will do for you. Because he did the impossible for Jesus. He, he brought him out of an impossible situation. And I know you as a man, you might be saying, I don't know, I, I'm an impossible situation. When I think about the hurts, the hang-ups, and the habits I'm all wrapped in, and my, and my lifestyle and the actions I've done and the consequences, where do I start from? It might seem as impossible as the grave, but we need to believe that God is willing and able to do the same for us. So we start by trusting, trusting the goodness of God, trusting the cap capacity of God. We turn by pursuing understanding. Many of us have gotten into that place where we are sometimes because we pursued our understanding, the recommendations of lesser gods and lesser uh, advisors. But, but now we have decided to pursue Jesus 
as our sole advisor, as the epitome of wisdom. We need to begin to seek the wisdom of God for our lives, both relating to our recovery, our wholeness, but also relating to every area of our lives. And we need to seek, we need to actively ask, we need to actively pursue this wisdom of God to help us as men. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 speaks about trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. In all, in your secular, in your work, in your family, in every difficult and hard and easy, learn to seek him in all your ways. And suddenly you find that you're flying. You find that you're really making progress because the the parts of life that were formerly so difficult and so uh, you were always so weighed down and there was also the temptation of procrastinating because there was such pressure suddenly you find the airways are free your the mind waves are free the heart waves are free the energy level is coming back why because you're committing all your ways to the lord We, we turn by repenting. To truly repent, we must not only turn from our sins. And for many of us, we'll turn from our sins, our habits again and again. But this is the key. We must passionately turn to God. I mean, many of us were so inexperienced in the pursuit of, you know, different lusts and habits. But we kept on pursuing to the point where we gained mastery. Remember the first day you took um, the, the, the cigarette, clumsy, afraid, and, and down the road you'll become a chain smoker. The same thing for, for many of the habits we get involved in. You know, you had your concerns when you popped the paracetamol, but now you pop paracetamols every other hour, and it's not a big deal. And... We can recount the, the different addictions, compulsions that we men struggle with, betting and walk addiction and sex addiction and pornography and, and drugs and all those kinds of things. And we, we just went one step at a time until we reached some level of competency. We have to do the same thing we got. We turn from our sins and we start taking step by step in such a committed and consistent way towards God. And one of these days, you will gain competency with God. You will gain competency with his character and his wisdom. Repentance allows us to enjoy the freedom of a loving relationship with God because we're not turning to a God that is angry with us. Even if he was angry with you, the moment you turn, his anger passes on. His anger is often the way he gets us to realize the harm we are doing to ourselves and to others. But when we turn, he comes to us and then he brings us to a place where we can experience his love, where we can experience his support. I don't know if you've ever been forgiven, maybe by a wife who forgives and says, let's walk through this. It's such a powerful word, such a powerful action. And that's what God does. He forgives and he says, let's walk through 
this darkness into the light. Turn from your sins and act on this glorious news. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remake you so that your whole attitude of mind is changed. We turn by embracing new life. When we invite Jesus, for men, that's quite funny. How do you invite Jesus? He was a grown man. Well, we, 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 we declare Jesus as Savior and Lord. Well, it's really his spirit that comes into our heart. And that transaction allows God to declare us not guilty. That's so powerful. And we might be guilty in, before so many people, but before God, we are not guilty. And that frees God to help us to sort out all the other areas where we are guilty. So some of us have issues with, you know, the police because of our craziness, our mess. We become not guilty before God and then he begins to walk us through a process whereby the issues, the relationships, the situations where we are guilty are resolved. And where we are brought from a place of guilt into a place of vindication, a place of release and a place of liberty. The no, no guilty sentence give God permission to also break the power of sin. So there is no habit, no hang-up that we cannot find freedom from as we press on in the new life we have received in Jesus Christ. Now God says he would accept and acquit us, declaring us not guilty if we trust Jesus to take away our sin. That is the word, trust. And maybe I should not not trust, trust, trusting to turn. So we turn. We, we make a decision today to turn. And as we progress through new spheres of life, we keep turning, we keep surrendering, we keep yielding. Can you say this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, I have tried to do it all by myself on my own power, and I have failed. Today, I want to turn my life over to you. I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. You are the one and only higher power. I ask that you help me to start to think less about me and my will. I want to daily turn my will over to you to seek your direction and wisdom for my life. Please continue to help me overcome my hurts, hang-ups, and habits. And may that victory over them help others to see your power at work in changing my life. Help me to do your will always, now and always, in Jesus' name. If you have questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, feel free to um, send a mail, as we would always encourage us to do. Please send a mail to men's life 2021 at gmail.com. 
men, M-E-N-S, life, L-I-F-E, 2021, all together. Those words are together at gmail.com. Whatever your questions about what we have discussed today about turning, I'll be more than excited to, to listen in and to um, obviously get your views about the lessons and how it has impacted you. As we wrap up, I would encourage us once again to, once again, I would encourage us to, to once again, you know, consider what we have learned, what we have looked at, and, um, and to pray, yes, to pray once again, because, um, That's where we access the power of the Spirit of God. And so, can we ask that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, will help us, help us to trust. Help us to trust that He's for us. He's fighting with us. Can we dare to ask God to begin his program of happiness? Because when he's involved, you will be amazed how happy you can be. And then you begin to have dreams that get you laughing. You have experiences and relationships and meetings that just leave you happy, joyful. You can actually ask for for the Lord to invade your life with joy and happiness from this day. You could ask for courage to go back, come out of your cave and go back into life, go back into all the spheres that you kind of ran away from, and to get back there with the help of Jesus Christ and begin to climb, begin to make progress, Begin to actualize all the dreams and plans that your Father in heaven had for you. We can pray over our hearts and ask that the Lord will help us to truly believe. Believe his might. Believe his goodness. We can ask him to help us to always, in all things, commit our ways to the Lord. Be that diligent to get him involved in every area of our lives we could ask for the gift of repentance to turn on the inside at the level of our desires and our thoughts and our minds from all the hurts from all the habits from all the sin and to turn to god we can ask for strength and we do so to pursue god step by step consistently pursue him in our journey to wholeness. We want to celebrate the reality that if you have invited Jesus to be your higher power, to be your Lord and Savior, you have received the Holy Spirit. And you're not alone. You can celebrate the fact that before God, you're not guilty. And he is going to begin to help you in every area of shame, 
in every area of reproach. He's going to begin to help you to turn the tables and bring you to a place of redemption, place of restitution, where all things are reconciled, where all things are restored. The pressure of sin over your life can be broken as you call upon the name of the Lord. And just sense the pressure lifting your mind and lifting your emotions, your imagination. Because that's what he does. Can I invite you to pray? Even as we have done. And experience the transformative touch and intervention of the Almighty. In Jesus' name we have prayed. So thank you for joining Man Talk today. We focus on the acronym TURN. And uh, feel free to um, reach out to me with any additional comments or recommendations you have. Let's pray for these meetings. Um, and, and let's join the meetings. We don't only broadcast the, the meeting, but we also provide a Zoom platform where men could join be part of the live session. You can reach out to me for additional resources, testimonies of people who have practiced these steps and are now living in a place of freedom and wholeness. You can reach out to me if you want counseling and further discussions about your unique situation. It's all free and it's all confidential. No fees attached. And I have experience the, the free gift of God's mercy. And in view of that, I can't but do the same for other men. Remember Jeremiah 3017? That's the promise just for you. One of the promises that this whole setup of man talk is built on. For I, God says, he will restore health to us and heal us of our wounds. We'd love to hear what caught your attention in this session. How do you feel about your journey into freedom and wholeness right now? My name is Olumide, and I've been your host in Man Talk. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy your evening wherever you are in the world, in Africa. God bless you. <laughs>